there comes a point in one's life when we have to separate the age of our physical embodiment from the age of what we perceive our mind to have. Now, my mind, I feel, is very young. Maybe like 16, 18, 20, 21 years old. I find myself now in these coronavirus plague times, driving to work, trying to set personal best records. And in my head, I still drive as reckless, well, more controlled, but as reckless as I did when I was like 21 years old. And and the goal now has become to make this 70 mile journey in under 60 minutes, which we've come close twice. However, the age of the mind does not represent the age of the body. The age of the body, it cannot be altered. It cannot be changed. It is, it is a direct result of Newton's laws, gravitational pull of your body to the earth. It gets fucking old and decrepit. Case in point, and we talked about this already, but case in point, when you get out of a car so nonchalantly just to get your mail, like, I, I can't believe now at this stage in my life, I have to fucking worry about shifting my legs the proper way as to not throw my fucking back out. Like, really, people? Really? This is what I have to deal with? Like, people are dying left and right, and I have to worry about throwing my back. Welcome back to Jack Point. Your previous session expired 12 hours, 46 minutes, 32 seconds ago. Enter search query now. Searching for dice and pipes. Stand by for shadow run contingency. Scanning system identification number. Prepare to initialize matrix. Welcome back to the Dice and Pipes podcast. Second episode of Shadowrun, but really the, the true first Shadowrun episode where we dive into gameplay. And let me tell you, if you're into Shadowrun, this is the campaign for you. Fuck those other bullshit Shadowrun campaigns out there. They're all garbage, okay? They are all fucking garbage. This, this will be the go-to for Shadowrun campaigns. When we spend time figuring out what fucking day of the week it is in the year 2074 by looking at a calendar and actually making sure that the weather is appropriate, you know you've come to the right place. When next week we break out a fucking almanac for the episodes, that, that's when we know we've got something special. Brian, how are you? I'm great. Great mood. Great mood. Great mood. It's been a great day at the compound. It's a great day here at the West Cabin mm -hmm. with some good gameplay. It's just all around a good day. I think I need more alcohol to deal with you right now. Hold on. Okay. Me. Yep. Yep. Pardon me. Okay. Good. I must say, 
And for those out there listening, you are in for a fucking treat because not only are two of you, not just one, not just one, but two of you will be named winners in the If It's Good For Brian, It's Good For You giveaway. But you are in for a treat if you truly enjoy some of the characters that Brian puts together as NPCs throughout these campaigns, both the D&D and the uh, previous Warhammer campaign. If you were a fan of just waiting to hear a new character be introduced, the 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 personality of that character to come out and, and enjoy you, I fucking swear to God, Brian, you have created one of my favorite characters. Oh, thank you. In just the first initial couple of episodes of the recordings that we've done today uh, for uh, our inaugural Shadowrun campaign. So I'm very excited to uh, to be here with with you, the listener, you, Brian, on this on this joyous day. Yes. It is a joyous occasion. We're launching the Shadowrun campaign on the D&D side. We, uh, we were fortunate enough to talk about Mr. Wood, uh, which terrified me, and I finally got that out of my head. <sighs> Epstein with the peen. Epstein with a peen. Um, not only was it good gameplay, but in my personal life, lots mm-hmm. of very positive things have happened. Number positive one. things? Okay. Yes. Number yes. one, I've been cooking a lot of Gordon Ramsay recipes lately. How's that been working out for you? Amazing. The pictures that you've sent have been. Uh, I'm really, one of those really cunts good. now. I do the uh, Sunday. What, I'm sorry. One of those cunts now. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. No, continue. Continue. Uh, so last week I made flank steak with chimichurri sauce mm-hmm. and a nice chorizo and cannellini white bean fricassee. 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 Should you roll? No. No, I French. think we're, yeah, that's French. You, you get a pass. You fuck. Uh, last night I made uh, potato yonki. Donkey? Yankee. Yankee. Gnocchi. Whatever. That you should roll. I'm not fucking Italian. I am, though, and that is offensive. All right, okay. you don't have to roll. Your culture is offensive. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then in the mail, I got th- not one, not two, but three bars of Dr. Squatch soap. Amazing. All right, let, let's just pause right there because um, we have to talk about this soap. But before we talk about the soap, you can follow us at Dyson Pipes on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. We have a subreddit. I'm going to put pictures of my soap I on our social media. So explain to me, this Dr. Squatch yeah. is what it's called? Yeah. It's short for Sasquatch. Just okay. like Dick is short for Richard. Richard. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Not Dick Cheese. Richard. Right. Okay. Yeah. Dick is short for Richard. Dick is also short for Frank, Bill, Joe, Bob, <laughs> Amy. <laughs> For me, dick is short for lots of people. Uh, not Mr. Wood, though. No. Because that motherfucker. for Mr. Wood. He's hung. Like, now, when you hear the expression, he's hung like a horse, it's really, he's hung like Mr. Wood. He's he's hung like a Mr. Minpin. He's fucking bigger than a horse, dude. Yeah. It's obnoxious. Yeah. Like, and it makes me sad. Yes, dude. I cry every time I see one of those memes. Yeah. And so does my wife. It's really, it's fucking <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. She's like, how did I get roped up to, into this? Anyway. Um, so go ahead. You have to tell us about Mr. Squatch. Why'd you put your pipe down? So Dr. Squatch. So I could, so I could explain. I want to be animated. Good, good, good. Uh, Let so me drink fast so I get drunk. By the end of this. <laughs> Dr. Squatch is a soap that's all au naturel, baby. Uh, natural ingredients and it smells great and it feels great and it, it, it it's fucking soap. I don't know. It, it feels great. It feels It like, feels better than other soap bars. Yes, that you've it does. Used. Come on, are you fucking serious? Uh-huh. It's a bar of fucking fat. Right. And perfume. I don't know if there's any perfume in it. It's all natural flavors. Yes. 
so 27 herbs and spices. Oh, really? Like the like the, the colonel's secret recipe. I'm sorry, let me say. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing it like that? I'm, Why are you sticking your tongue like halfway out? Because I'm like a, I'm like a fucking snake. A retard? Snake. No, oh. that's what snakes do. They have Jacob pits in their fucking- They have what? It's called a Jacob's pit. Why? That's what they do. They smell with their tongue. Why is it called the Jacob's Pit? I'm sure the fucking dude who first found it was named Jacob. Really? And he's that much of an asshole? He's like, I discovered the nostrils of this snake, so henceforth it's called my name, Jacob. Yeah, I'm sure. Jacob needs to Epstein with a peen. <laughs> Let me see if I'm actually telling the truth. So, so you enjoy this soap. Yes. Now, did you buy any of the ancillary products that they the, sell? The accoutrements? The accoutrements, as yes, they say. Yes, I got the soap holder because I learned that natural oh. soaps, if they're not on a proper holder, they melt. They melt? Like, the, they'll start, like, washing away if they just sit in their own juices. So I have a nice little cedar holder for it. I think I was wrong, by the way. Whatever. No, 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 no. No, you were right. Jake, Jake, Jacobs. Snake. Jacobs. Maybe it's the snake's armpit. We're going to have to look into this. No, we aren't. No, and I think this is very important. I don't think people come here for our knowledge of reptiles. Well, they fucking should. <laughs> you know? Let me tell you about the armadillo. It's a Jacobson's organ. I was close. I was half half right. Yeah. I get half credit. Yeah, I'll give you half of these. So, so the, the, the caddy, as they say, that mm. the soap sits on is yes. like a wooden kind Cedar. of like Oh, cedar. Cedar. Ooh, very bougie. So it's a cedar kind of slatted plank of wood. Or slotted, yeah. It has slats. That has slots in it. So it's a slatted, slotted wood. Not Mr. Wood. <laughs> All right. So it's, is it like a waffle cut? I don't know. It, it looks... Well, it, it's yours. It's in your fucking bathroom. Yeah, what's like, what a waffle look, cut? What does that look like? Like, it is, does it look like, like that? No, it looks like this. It's a bunch of these. Because people out there can understand what we're saying. So it's like a bunch of fucking pieces of wood that are glued together. No, it's one solid piece of wood. And okay. Oh, we're going to draw it now. Yeah. Is it worth the money? Let's start with yes. that. Yes. So you think it's $7 a bar. $7 a fucking bar. Yeah. Okay. You, you think you smell good? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brian right now is drawing a diagram of the soap holder. Cedar. And you can use your vocabulary skills to describe yes, this because I did the work of drawing it. Okay. Hold on. Excuse me. All right. So, so basically what this looks like is if you've ever seen the movie The Headless Horseman with Johnny Christopher Depp? Walken. Oh. When he plays The Headless Horseman, when he opens up his mouth and you see his fucking just pointy teeth, picture a bar of soap sitting on his lower jaw. That's what this looks like. It looks like a, 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 a consistent... A consistently leveled mountain range. Yep. That the bar soap sits on. Yes. I like how you wrote Doctor Squatch. That's what water. it says. They they burned it into the side of the fucking thing. Oh, they brand the wood. Yeah. Doctor Squatch, and then you put the fucking soap on this. Too. Yeah, I didn't write it on there because I thought you forgot what I was drawing. Well, maybe I needed a, a <laughs> lesson in how it was spelled. I have no idea, Doctor Squatch. Um, okay. So it came with a little uh, soap caddy. Yep. Okay. Um, so you got a couple of bars of soap. soap I got caddy. pine tar. Uh, golden cedar. George Brett would be very upset. And sage something or other. Sage citrus, I think. So now which one are you currently using? I forgot. Good for you. I think the golden cedar citrus sage one. I'm saving pine tar for last. because well, it one does I'm, have 27 ingredients. Right. So. I'm saving pine tar for last because it's what I'm most excited about. And then just today, 
I got a new gun holster, so I'm very excited about that. I'm sorry. There might be a lot of people out there that are just not into into guns. I don't care. Go listen to some other show. I like your attitude. Yeah. I will tell you that when I get my stimulus check, I'm I'm buying a gun. I think I am too. Yeah. I really, all of a sudden, like starting maybe a couple weeks ago, uh, I think, it, what's that? Hickok? Hitchcock on YouTube? That yeah, Hickok the, 45. Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah. He was shoot. I was watching a random video of his. He was shooting off level. So let's see if we can make this up on the Shatterrun. On the Shatterrun side of this, how, how are we going to do this? All right, you're going to roll we did uh, as always. Week. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I know, I know, but I'm half drunk. Um, we're going to go eight dice, and you need five successes. Jesus. Uh huh. Five as successes. Always. As always, successes in this shit are fives and sixes. What did you get? Two. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Five. Six. What? Seven. Are you pet? Yeah, okay. okay. No, I'm just making sure I had eight dice. Oh, all right, uh, all right. I failed. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you're watching Hickok 45, and he's firing He was off shooting what? off some uh, lever action rifles. Oh, that's kind of cool. And now I have kind of this obsession... I want to get a lever action. Hold on. You should at least buy something a little more practical. You drop something. Um, no? Okay. Um, oh, you, you drop something. <laughs> Dude, you can hear it so cleanly through the headphones. Um, you're stuck. You're stuck. Come on. Use that rocking chair. Uh, so you want to get a lever action rifle? Yes. Okay. Good for you. Look, who am I to tell you how to spend your fucking money? Well, the wife uh, acquired a M4 uh, from an estate sale, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. for four hundred bones. Get out never of here! Fired. Three owners never fired, which I find nah, odd. that's bullshit. That's what I said. I don't but believe that at all. <clears throat> it's certified, I suppose. I don't know, but she got that for four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I'll spend twelve hundred on a lever action rifle. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> evens out. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. You can own four M4s or one lever action rifle yeah. and an M4. Whatever, I take the lever action. You already have an M4, so you're good to go. Yeah. And now you've got this new fancy fucking bougie holster. Not for an M4. Well, that would be kind of odd it's if you're for a, stuffing an it's M4. It's for a pistola. Yes, yes, yes. Um, From We The People holsters. I can't believe we're promoting guns. You're, you're a fucking anarchist. What are you doing? I don't know. Just fondling my holster. N- nothing nothing better than smelling Kydex. Yes. That's what that is, right? So I'm I'm in a great mood. And then we played an awesome campaign uh, session of Shadowrun. Dude, so much fun. I'm very excited about this campaign in all honesty. I'm very excited. Um, what I do want to tell people is in honor of the Shadowrun campaign and the character being from, or at least having, he's a descendant of a Japanese. Japan! Parents. Um I am smoking the Japanese English that my son had provided to us straight from Japan, and that is in my Savinelli Mega Pipe. Paired with that is my Basil Hayden. Good old American fucking whiskey. God bless. God bless America. How about yourself there? Well, uh, as a man who's spent a lot of time in a cult, both as a leader and a follower. um, All right, Koresh. Well, followers are more fun, but you make more money as a leader. Uh, I have Cult Militia. Uh, that's from my friend Creed Breton. Uh, I have Militia uh, mm-hmm. Cult. 
in my, uh, I almost said Savinelli, my Sir Reginald. Yes. Servo Skull Meerschaum pipe. Can I tell you now I've been drinking? Nope. I'm drinking uh, McLaren. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. What are you drinking? Uh, McClellan's. Okay. Not to be confused with McClellan. That's what I just said. McClellan. No, it's McClellan's, not but, McClellan. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Do, do you want me to roll? No, no, that- no, no. I just want to, for the listener, I just want them to understand. Anyway, um, I want to say that the Basil Hayden with the Japanese English is terrible. Oh, no. It's just bad. It's like the Japanese English for an English is super sweet. And I think we found that was best with coffee. Yeah, it's better with coffee. Definitely better with coffee. But I don't want to drink coffee. Pussies drink coffee at 2.43 in the afternoon. Yeah. You know? Fucking Menzies. I'm drinking fucking whiskey. Yep. Up in this biatch. So up in this motherfucker. <laughs> Let me uh? point out to you the not one but two winners that we have today. No, we're doing it right now. Right, right now. I'm putting the pipe down. Put the pipe down. All right, we we're, we're we're getting two winners out of the way. Two, not one, two. Okay, this is the if it's good for Brian, it's good for you. Listener giveaway, where we are giving away one Missouri Meerschaum corn cob pipe in a Washington style. Paired with some Sutliff Barbados Plantation aromatic tobacco. Oh. Winner number one. <laughs> Joe Elder. Oh. Joe Elder. You've won. Winner number two. James Hebert. James Hebert, you've won. Now go fuck yourselves, all right? You're costing us fucking money. Now, for those of you wondering, how do we pick our winners? What we do is we put in a random number generator, and then we say pick the people with the worst names. You're really hung up on these guys (laughs) having the worst names. Why don't you tell them how we really pick it? I take all of your names, I write them on pieces of paper, I put them down my fucking underwear, and then I just draw out random pieces of paper. Barry! <laughs> yeah. Time to pick a winner. <laughs> and then Barry picks it, and I pull him out of his fucking teeth. It's so hot. It's so hot. Um, so Joe Elder, James I'll, Hebert. I'll tell you what my problem is with James Hebert's name. It should be Herbert. But it's fucking Hebert. It annoys me that it's there's not an R after the E. So you just naturally want to say James Herbert. Yes. Everyone does, including him. No, I don't think he does. Yeah, he does. No, I think he's proud of his name. No, I wouldn't be. He probably has like a long lineage in his family, and he wants to honor uh, their their. their they memory. were probably at some point they were probably traitors to the country, and they forced wow. them to remove a letter from their name. Wow! So you think at one point, like here some- come those fucking Herberts. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hide. Get rid of the R. And and that's it. They fucking <laughs> that's they, it. they tuck the R away yeah. someplace. Yeah. So now they're James. They're the Hebert family. Yeah. Because. King and country was coming for him. Right. Because I have a feeling with a name like James Hebert, like you're from across the pond, as they say. That sounds uh, like an across the pond. he's a limey? A limey. You fuck. You, that, that's my guess. I, I think I think he's he's from across, overseas. Yeah. You know? Which, how am I supposed to fucking, how are we going to ship something across seas? I don't know. But the other guy, Joe uh, Elder, I do not like people whose last names are also adjectives. What the fuck is wrong with you? And it's a noun. Like, he's your elder. That's a noun. You should fucking drink for that. 
Oh it, no, actually, I'm sorry. It it could also be an adjective as like Thank an you. elder statesman. Yes. yes. Okay. So yeah, it, it would be. An, all right. All right. It has fucking dual meaning. Okay. I'm gonna drink. Just I'll have, here. Yeah. Right. Cheers. So. So both of you cunts, you've won. All right. Brian doesn't fucking like your name, and I don't like your fucking attitudes. <laughs> if we're gonna be completely honest. Yeah. You just cost me fucking twenty dollars, bitches. I'll uh I'll pay for uh half of it. No, no, I want to be, I want to be buried by the whole thing. You fucking asshole. <laughs> wow. Dude, I almost fell back. What's behind you? Am, dude, I would die. What is this? It's so sharp. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it might be a briefcase of cassette tapes. Dude, I think if I went back, it would be like that end scene in Commando where fucking Arnie fucking pushes the guy on that steam uh, pipe. Yes. Yeah, that, that's what would happen right now. There's something very sharp back Just here. Stop whining. Maybe I'm grabbing Mr. Wood's penis. You son of a <laughs> bitch. All right, listen, let's get to the toast. Oh, shit. Let's, let's just do this. Let's get this out of the way. Um, I want everybody out there to to raise their glass. I, I want you to fucking... <clears throat> I want you to laugh at me in my stupidity. So I've been having this, this issue with my back last week um, just from stepping out of my car. The mere physical act of stepping out of my car caused me to throw my back out. And as if that is not pathetic enough... This only gets worse. This saga just continues to spiral out of control, falls down the rabbit hole. So what do you do if you hurt yourself, right? You, you kind of let it subside. Maybe you throw some ice on it, which of course I didn't do because I'm lazy. So I didn't put ice on it. But what I did do was I put an icy hot patch. See, I'll stop you right there. That's my problem. I never know if I should go ice or heat. So I use icy hot and do both. Well, I'm under the impression that when you initially sustain an injury, you go ice. And then after the injury is aged, like a fine wine, then mm. you apply heat, and it helps. That's how they make Limburger. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Limburger. I don't know what the fuck that is. Cheese. Uh, well, I'm sorry? Cheese. Oh, so they, they put ice on it, and then an icy hot patch. That's why it smells so bad. And then you get cheese. You know, it's the stinky cheese. Or as I call it, the stank cheese. Stank cheese. Limburger. That's gross. I don't know what that is. I, I put Limburger on a hamburger. A lim hamburger. And then I eat it with a burglar. What the fuck is going on right now? And then I kill a bugbear. So, wow, you crushed my fucking brain. Um, so here's what I did. I, I refused to put ice on it because it just radiated a, like a radiator across my back. So I, I let that subside. And then when I finally realized where the pain was, was, was coming from, I put an icy hot patch on that son of a bitch. Now, the wifey likes to get cute with all of her fucking fake science shit. She's like a witch doctor. She's like a witch doctor. It's like I went to see a fucking shaman, and she uses some kind of like special bones. witch tape. Yeah, yeah. She's got a frying pan with bones and fucking moose knuckles. It's very weird. So she put this like tape on my back after the... Uh, all right, hold on. Let me let me paint a better picture. So at night, before I went to sleep, I put the icy hot patch on. Okay. I wake up in the morning. I remove the icy hot patch, but I fail to shower because I showered the night before. Okay. So you before left the, the delicious icy hot goo. Yes, which I thought was all removed when I peeled the patch off. I thought it's just affixed to the patch. Right. But no, 75% of it remained affixed to my back. So on top of the icy hot patch goo, this tape is applied. It's like, uh, it's called kinesio tape, I believe is the, right, right, right. the fancy name. No, I know what it is, but can you explain that? For, oh, of uh, course. No, no, no. I know you're well-versed in kinesio tape. Uh, uh, the the uh, shorthand version of that is K-tape, and it is a, 
I guess it's something that you would use in like we saw it on a video, like a physical therapy thing. So you, you kind of put it on a on a on a point of your body that's in pain, and it's supposed to alleviate the pain. It doesn't. All right, so you got the K bar tape on. I got a K bar in my back, on top of the, the goo. kinetic tape. I got kinetic tape on my back, on top of the goo from the icy hot patch. And then I decided for about twelve hours that day to, <laughs> to lay on a fucking heating pad. Now, lots of chemistry going on. A lot here. of weird shit happening, and on top of that, drinking. So right, yeah, 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 which is normal. Nature's for cure. Yes, it's the cure all. I failed to read the instructions on the box of the high, uh, the icy hot patch. Okay. Yes. Icy hot patch. Eight with a five. By the way, uh, while you're getting your dice prepared, do you know how many fucking American heroes survived limb amputations through sheer will of whiskey? <coughs> a lot of them. If, if Saving Private Ryan is to be believed. And the museums at Gettysburg. I pass. Come on. Why couldn't I roll like this during the campaign? Wait till you listen to this fucking campaign. As usual, my rolls are pathetic. Yeah. No, I passed. Um, so, so now I'm laying on this fucking heating pad for like 12 hours on my couch. The problem with doing so is if you don't... Yes. Come on, you fucking jerk off. Pardon me. You know what you fucked up with? Don't. No, the, the amount of dice and the, the threshold is impossible for you to get a crit. So I'll never drink during this session if you fuck up. Fuck. Enjoy that. I'll drink. I'll drink for both of us. Thank you. To you and me, Brian. <laughs> so I failed to consult the directions. And I did not realize I have not consulted them since. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that when the... Icy hot patch is removed, or if you're wearing it, you should not apply heat. So after you remove an icy hot patch, you should probably shower and sure. clean off whatever residue is left behind. Um, because if not, apparently you suffer third degree burns. And I learned the hard way. Not only did I learn that applying heat to the shit that's left behind on an icy hot patch will give you third degree burns, I also uh, learned that I'm allergic to latex. So now, not only does my fucking back hurt, I feel like somebody stabbed me. Um, with a K-bar. With a K-bar. I got fucking K-bar in my back. Now I'm suffering from third degree burns. And on top of that, I'm having a very adverse allergic reaction to the latex from that fucking tape that I have on. And the latex is making you itchy? So I'm itchy with burns. So now here's, here's what ends up happening. I remove the, uh, that, that fucking K-tape, that weird science shit. I take that off of my back and the wifey's like, oh, you still have some of that residue from the icy hot patch. Let me clean it off. So I said, yeah, go ahead. I didn't realize that I had a burn at that point. She takes a fucking hand towel that is made of sandpaper. I'm it's like 60 grit sandpaper. She runs it under scalding, boiling hot water and then she proceeds to then rake it across my back. Not dab. We're not, not gonna dab. dab it. No, we're not gonna start gentle. Did you just dab? Wow. Um, you should drink for that. She then drags this fucking thing across my back like she's raking my lawn. Dude, I scream like a fucking bitch. I've never been in that much pain in my life. Dude, I, I've experienced some decent pain in my life. I've never experienced anything like that. So I fucking lost my shit, dude. I almost put my fist through my bathroom door. 
But I punched the door. She was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, why are you raking 60 grit sandpaper across my back <laughs> like a fucking maniac? So she's like, you know what? Maybe you should just get in the shower and, and wash it off. I'm sure that felt good. So I turned the shower on. And like a little girl, I hop in the shower. The second one droplet of water touched my back, I hollered out and shut the water off and went to bed. And that was it. I was like, she's like, let me try to get it off. I'm like, nope. I said, I'm just going to go to sleep with this shit on my back. I don't even fucking care now. And sure as shit, that's exactly what I did. So you're laying prone in your bed on your stomach. I had to lay on my stomach, well, which I usually do. You see me fucking yeah. passed out of work sometimes. I'm like, it looks like I just got shot. And I'm like dead on the floor. I look like a fucking, like a corpse. Like some fucking <laughs> cop has to come and like chalk line me. You know? So, so that's how I am on my bed, like fucking naked. Because I refuse, I can't put anything on. It's right on my lower back. Like right, right where my waistline is. And um, yeah, pass out in bed until the next day. Dude, I still have it. This is two weeks now. Two weeks. I have, you should see it. It looks like, so now I've deemed it the Little Dipper because <laughs> my burn marks are shaped like the fucking constellation. It has like four holes in my back and then like a large kind of square area of a burn mark. Does it still hurt? Yeah. Not like, as bad like as it did. Muscle hurt or no, surface no, no, no. pain? I, no, so I still have muscle pain. Okay. Not surface pain. So after all this, we still haven't alleviated the actual problem. No, 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 no. Now, I've I've had I've had back. This is a pre-existing condition that was tweaked when I stepped out of the car to get the mail. That's where I'm going with. And I have exercises that I should be doing from the physical therapist that I saw from back in the day, who was very hot, by the way. Um, yeah, dude, still in pain. Still in pain. You know why? Because I refuse to do the exercises. And therein lies the true meaning mm -hmm. of stubbornness. Oh, I'm 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 a walking definition of stubborn. Instead of doing your exercises, how long do, how long does it take to do these? I'm like assuming they're stretches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all stretches. Right. I'm not doing like deadlifts. Right. You know? So in lieu of the half hour stretches, we do two hours of division. Yeah, sitting on a couch in like the most proper seating position I could possibly imagine, <laughs> i.e. leaning forward with my head up like a fucking turtle. Yeah. I look like a retard <laughs> sitting on my couch. A turtle or a tortoise? Uh, which one is in the water? Tortoises are in the water, right? So I'm a turtle. There is a, 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 a delineation. Between a vast delineation. While one's a, a land beast. <laughs> the other's the other like a water buffalo, you know? So. <laughs> okay. It's a land beast. Good. Uh, the only question I have throughout that entire odyssey Yes. Uh, when you applied all of this shit to your back, did you feel it gradually getting worse or was it no, a surprise was, when it was all over? Or did you pass out from too much whiskey? I was drinking. Yeah. So so the combination of the heat and the icy hot patch never registered in my brain because I think as that pain was increasing, my my blood alcohol content was also increasing. So and I, I think it was at like the perfect scaled rate of the pain to alcohol. Right. So my BAC was going up with my pain. Your beer muscles were counteracting the pain from the yes, icy hot. Exactly. Gotcha. So I never felt it until until the fucking sandpaper was raked across my back. Good. That's that's that yeah, that that dude, I almost cried. Like a bitch. I almost fucking broke down into tears in my bathroom. And then my fist almost went through the door. Good. All right. No, it was not good. Anyway. That was a good story. No, good. I'm glad this horrible story now can transition. <laughs> I spent like the last the, five minutes just laughing into the gameplay. Oh yeah, gameplay. Speaking yeah, of yeah. painful, your rolls are mean? your oh, rolls my, are painful. Yeah, my rolls are fucking bad. They're You're bad. rolling like piles of dice, 
and I can't pass shit. Fives and sixes. This is this is going to be a, a journey. This is going to be a journey. An epic journey. Yeah. I, I will say, however, uh, and and you as the listener, you're you're gonna. I'm I'm hopeful. Quickly learn that the mechanics in this game are far better than the mechanics in the Wrath and Glory campaign. Yes. And way easier to find what the fuck you're looking for in this stupid book. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Enjoy. So we'll see you on the other side. Mm-hmm. Access granted. Welcome to the sixth world. Uh, it is January 1st, 2074. Uh, Chris, can you uh, explain the character you are playing? Uh, looks, name. Ah, uh, yes. I, I I need a pen. Yes. I'm going to get you a fancier pen holder, I think. I think you've earned it. Yeah, we've graduated to a fancier pen holder. Yeah, the red solo uh, cup is not exactly screaming. Uh, not bougie enough. Yeah. All right, as we move along, I'll get my notebook. <clears throat> uh, character's name is going to be Shibo Yamazaki. He is a 25-year-old Japanese male, the direct descendant of two Japanese-born parents. However, Shibo was born in New York City. So this is, what, 2074? So that would have made his uh, year of birth, what, 2049? I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I'm sure that was right on the tip of your tongue. What are you? Uh, what are you wearing? And clothing, of course. Are you, are you like a the, punk, like a leather jacket and like a mohawk? Or? No, I think. Well, it's cold. I think he's more of a, uh, like kind of a, uh, like a, almost like a jean, like a heavier material, jean, long coat, duster style jacket. Okay. Um, not a not a leather guy. So you'd have on like you know like maybe dark. What do the kids do these days? Like the ripped jeans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acid like, wash? Yeah. It, fairly thin, but very well built. Okay. Uh, over the course of his life, he would have gone through a lot of uh, a lot of training, um, as would be normal uh, for somebody from his family. Uh, a lot of like martial arts training, things like that. Hand-to-hand combat. Okay. A lot of time spent in the gym. And because uh, we'll learn a little bit more about him as we go along. Um, any other uh, things that he uh, like any other pursuits or hobbies that you think are important for right now pursuits or hobbies do we want to get into his uh, failed acceptance broad stroke broad stroke he applied for, was temporarily involved in, and then ultimately released from his obligation uh, of the Red Samurai. Okay. And he's a very big fan of uh, medieval Japanese history. Good. So if he's not in the gym working out or, you know, spending time with his loved ones, he's probably reading an old book about Japanese history. He, He tends to be more of that old school approach. He's... Yes, very big into like, you know, like cybernetic enhancements and things like that. But that, that whole hacking aspect of the uh, the current world, 
is is not his cup of tea. Okay. So while like maybe some of his friends growing up are reading like mangas, he was reading like feudal Japan history. Correct. A lot of like uh, Shinzu, you know, not Shitzu. Right. Not, not a fan of those dogs. No, nobody is. No. Uh, how does he feel about metahumans, elves, dwarves, orcs, trolls? Well, I believe in in keeping this aligned with the uh, the the canon of Shadowrun and how just Japanese people overall feel about them. His initial thought will be to basically be against them. But I think he's more open to them growing up in New York City. So okay. he's he's not he, he doesn't have that that old school, you know, Japanese approach. I, I think he's a little more relaxed, but not one hundred percent. A little side eyed. Yeah, maybe he'll give a side eye as right. opposed to like a complete shun. I think if if he was put in a situation where he had to work alongside a metahuman, he would maybe be a little disgruntled, but keep it inside right. or amongst his friends. Um, but he, he wouldn't go and marry one. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, before we get into this, uh, what are you, the player, smoking? Me, myself? Yes. I have... Um, that's a very good question. I've got uh, Cornell and Deal opening night in honor of our first uh, session here, and I'm smoking that in my Savinelli Atello 614. Very good. I'm drinking a delicious cup of home-brewed coffee. Oh, Excellent. Uh, I am smoking Cult Militia in uh, Sir Reginald, the Servo Skull Meerschaum pipe uh, in honor of the passing of Warhammer. Temporarily? Yeah. Okay, sure. By the way, the Militia, for anybody out there, dude, smells delicious. It it is very pleasing to the nose. Uh, Do me a favor, roll initiative. I'm sorry? Roll initiative. I was just going over my fucking tobacco. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I got to tell you, these dice from Orkansy, very, very nice. Yeah, very large though. They are. They're they're larger than the dice we were playing with Warhammer. One hundred percent, because I was using those small uh, Chessex die. Yeah. All right. I've got one, two, three, four, five. I have three. You defeated me. More than half of my die, by the way, are successes. Really? Yeah. We'll start that off. Excellent. Uh, You're in a misty field. There's kind of bamboo growing uh, along almost like in a perimeter. And something is charging toward you. Uh, It appears to be wearing some kind of armor, but it's in the mist. It's kind of hard to make out. And whatever this thing is that's charging toward you is presently five meters away. Oh, so it's fairly fucking close to me. Yes. But its its form is obscured. By the mist. Correct. Since you dumped me in this misty forest, do I have weapons on me? Uh, if you look down to your side, you have some kind of blade attached to your hip. He draws the blade from his hip. 
and it is your wa- waka wakazashi waka waka it's not a waka waka it's not waka flaka wakazashi wakazashi uh, that is in fact the blade that you have on your person okay all right so yes he he draws the wakazashi mm-hmm. and takes an offensive stance if his threat is five meters mm-hmm. ahead uh he will go ahead and i guess aggressively move forward in an attempt to strike all right roll an attack i know what's going on but for the listener out there has never played before uh that's what it's agility right when you're using a uh yes I know what's going on. I know. To educate you. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. common folk. Of course. Well, I'm sorry. So it's my agility plus my skill modifier, correct? Attacker rolls attribute plus skill modifier. Oh, I need more die. So that's going to be 13. Three successes. Okay. Uh, I am defending with a parry, and I have seven successes. As the as you close in to make this strike, you see it's a larger being wearing red, almost like old samurai armor. Uh, its face is covered by one of those masks with like the kind of like the, almost like a demonic face. So you can't quite see what the individual looks like who's wearing this armor, but now he launches his attack onto you. With nine successes. All right, now what do we do to defend against a melee attack? So that will be uh, your dodge skill plus reaction. Oh, for everybody listening out there, this is one thing that we didn't do for the other two campaigns. I'm going to put the uh, the player character sheet on our Instagram. On the Insta chats. Yeah, Dyson Pipes. So it's dodge plus reaction. And you said you have nine successes? Correct. Holy shit, dude. Alright, I fail to I only have three. Let's go to damage. Let's, so let's I imagine you lunge forward after this individual. You he does like a downward slash and uh, you he does a downward slash you deflect it, you slash down. He kind of spins your blade to the side and in one swoop stabs up with his sword, causing minus one armor penetration. But you're not wearing, you're just wearing your clothes, correct? Correct. Six points of damage. 
So this is going to be, uh, you're going to roll body against this to mitigate the damage. And then it's body divided by two, right? And then we round up. Right, that's how... Yeah. All right, so I have one. So I'm going to get one box of damage. Okay. So I take five damage. So now we're going to we're going to track that in that physical damage track box. Correct. And you have how many total? Uh Well, the box has 18. Okay. But this automatically now is going to put me at a uh because the modifiers on this are cumulative, so now right. I'm at a minus three modifier. When he lands his uh, his blow, mm-hmm. uh, you stumble backwards, and he starts driving the sword in, and he leans up into you, and you just hear him say, we're too close. We're too close. We're too close. And suddenly... You wake up on an airplane. You kind of like shoot up. You check your gut. You're not injured. You're kind of like sleeping on like a bunch of cargo crates. And you hear a very like gruff voice yelling at the pilot. We're too close. Panic stricken. He stands up. Again, like you said, he's like reaching for his gut. Checks his hand. Realizes there's no fucking blood. But I have a feeling that he's just gone from a very bad nightmare to an even worse reality. Um, it, this is the pilot that's yelling we're too close? Somebody yelling at the pilot. It, within, like, I could see? Uh, there's, like, a... You're in, like, a storage bay. Right. You're in, like, an old, uh, like, cargo plane. Uh, there's a couple of other people huddled around together, like, sitting on boxes in a very similar situation to you. Do they look... Uh, obviously, he's been sleeping. Like, do, do they look nervous like something has been going? Can I read off of them if something was happening prior to me waking up? Uh, give me... Give me a perception test. With a plus three. What the fuck do we roll for perception? Uh, perception is going to be intuition. And perception, if you have any points in it. Yeah, I don't... That, that's probably... Intuition with plus three dice. All right. Uh, three successes. Okay. And half of my dice pool are successes. Good. Uh, so y- there's roughly... What are we calling that, by the way? A crit. All right, so that's a critical pass. Yeah, there's so a we'll critical say. hit and a critical miss. No, there's no critical miss. We've, yeah. We've covered this plenty of times. It's a fumble. <laughs> All right. No, it's a glitch. No. Uh, uh, good point. Uh... So looking around, there's probably like four sets of people uh, in this airplane. The one closest to you is, a, it looks like a middle-aged woman maybe, almost like a babushka on her head, like kind of like a cowl covering up her face, and okay. she's holding a small child, and the, the kid is kind of like looking around frantic, and her hand is over the kid's ear as this gruff voice coming from the cockpit side just keeps yelling at this guy, uh, seemingly the pilot. In between you and some of the groups of people is your motorcycle with, uh, with like a like a burlap sheet over it. Okay. 
he just, I guess, instinctively starts saying too close. Too, too, too close to what? As he's, like, trying to make eye contact with these people. As you say that, uh, the door to the cockpit area swings open, and this large troll comes in. He's wearing uh, almost like aviator clothes, but aviator clothes that he clearly picked off of somebody who was smaller than him. Like his, like the sleeves go up to like his elbow. Okay. And they're kind of ripped because it doesn't really fit his body, but he really wants to put on the look of a pilot. And he's carrying a bunch of little parcels, and he starts throwing them out to people. And he, as he's throwing them out, he looks at you and he's like, Welcome to New York. And he throws this thing into your lap and just keeps moving. As he says that, the distant sound of sirens kind of picks up in your ear. I look down at the parcel. Uh, so inside are your personal belongings, uh, some new yen. Also, it's got uh, an envelope in it with your with a series of blank uh, system identification numbers, otherwise known as SINs. So I, I, I take the items out of the box, you know, put them in my pocket, and I start making my way towards the cockpit. As you're walking up, uh, red and blue lights kind of flash in the windows to the right of you. If you were to look out, you can see, like, uh, large hovering attack drones. Uh, not, like, small little, like, parcel drones. Like, these are these are big combat drones. And it says NYPD Inc. on the side of it. Huh. So, looking beyond them, I could see, like, part of the skyline. Right. In... in like we're fucking like right on top of the city, or where? Uh, like still your on view approach. is obstructed by this drone. Okay. But where, wherever you are, you're at least you know you're close. All right. Um, I think my walk now starts to become a run towards the cockpit. Okay. Uh, you get to the cockpit. The door is still kind of like flapping open, and when you enter, there is uh, a dwarf with an eye patch. Uh, and he's sitting at the, the throttle and the, uh, the control stick, just grumbling to himself. And now through the front window, you can see you're approaching the southern side of uh, the southern end of Manhattan. And there are at least three other drones surrounding this plane that you can see. They appear to be flying almost like backwards, looking into the cockpit of this airplane. All right, so he assumes that these are armed drones are obviously from the, uh, the police department. Uh, too close to what? He shouts out to the pilot. Uh, uh, the, the dwarf kind of looks up at you. Keep it down! And you see him hit some kind of transceiver button. 2236, we requested. 2236, we requested. As you're watching this unfold, the troll comes back. He puts an arm on your shoulder. I told you we were too close. I hope you guys know how to swim. What? And he pulls a latch, and the side doors of the airplane open up. I imagine, as a troll, he's just like this. He's huge. Yeah, yeah. he's just towering over me. I just look up at him, and I said, swim? And he pushes you out of the plane. The back door of the plane, like the cargo bay door opens and all the shit that was inside of it, including the people, start sliding out the back of it. Wait, I'm, I'm out the fucking plane door oh, already? Yeah. yeah. He so shoves I'm you right out. descending from the... How fucking high up is this plane? 
200 meters. <laughs> uh, well done. Uh, you're probably about like 20, 30 meters up. You're going to hit the fucking water like concrete. Yep. It's January. Yes, it is. Luckily, it doesn't freeze. Oh, thank God for salt water. Uh, like, what is that going to do for me? Uh, you end up hitting the water. And you take uh, one stun from that. When you bob to the surface, you can see the airplane quickly pulling up. And as it's pulling up, these drones, from what you can see, because you're kind of like bobbing in and out of the water, from what you can see, they don't care that they just unloaded their payload and they start shooting on the plane, possibly blowing it up. You're not sure. What I need you to do is give me a swimming test under strength. Do you have the chart on there for the skills that fall under like an overarching skill ability? Yes. Athletics. Is swimming under that? Swimming is under strength. Well, no, 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 I understand that. But if I was to take, like, I took athletics skill block. And I just, of course, on the character sheet, there's not enough room. God, I don't want to be picky with this game because it's so much better than fucking. Uh, I think athletics, uh, it does not show me. But I believe it constitutes agility, strength, and body. All right, let me just, uh, just bear with me on that. Okay, all right. All right, so it's under athletics. And that's the first dice drop. <laughs> all right, so I critically pass. I've, okay. got, uh, I've got six successes out of ten. Out of nine, rather. All right, with a crit, I would say that you end up on the shore. And I would say with the crit, you can see roughly where your motorcycle falls out of the airplane. Into the water. You have a general idea looking at... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. My prized possession. My fucking motorcycle. You're telling me comes off of the plane mm -hmm. and lands in the fucking salt water yep. of the East River. No, the Hudson River. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, so we're on the west side. Yeah. Uh, At this point, I think I just want to swim to fucking like Hoboken and be done with this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so when you come to shore, uh, you are at Pier 35. Uh, there's some restaurants, uh, some food shops, uh, but it's, uh, yeah, so it's what it is, is it's January and I was just in the fucking water. I'm going to die. What time of the, I would imagine, is it nighttime? Like what, what kind of, uh, let's find out. 6.30 PM. And you are currently in what's colloquially known as the pit the lower east side uh, so if you were to look at pier 35 uh, yes just so you know pier 35 is off of the east river yeah I know I just saw that oh okay 
Yeah. In fucking the sixth world, it's the Hudson River. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. I was hoping. <laughs> I forget that, you know, we both know the city. Yes. Uh, you Sorry. obviously better than me. Well, you're more of an expert in the waterways. Uh, I'm a big fan of tributaries. And hollers. And hollers now. <laughs> uh, from Pier 35, uh, you can see the FDR Drive, and you can also see the Manhattan Bridge. You are looking for your uncle, uh, on your your maternal uncle. He's the uncle on, uh, I'm sorry, your paternal uncle on your father's side. And his name is Tokugawa. Uh, Tokugawa lives at 74 Orchard Street, apartment number one. And that's in between Grand and Broom. How well would you say you know Manhattan? I would say well enough to know how to get from the Lower East Side to my uncle's. Okay. Considering I'm from the city and assuming that he's been to his uncle's on numerous occasions... It would be as though you told me to leave here right now and, and go to my uncle's house in Staten Island. Okay. Like I wouldn't need a map to get there. So even though you grew up in Japan, I guess maybe you would have vacationed here a few times? Or at least enough to know? Well, again, born in, in, in the U.S. or born in New York and bounced between the two. So I think enough time spent in the city um, where, again, he would be familiar with, uh, with getting around the city. So, okay. like, landmarks and things like that in the city would, would be very easy for him, okay. I guess. Um, I would say it's probably safe to assume, like, the like hipsters that move into New York City, they spend, like, a year or so. They're, they're pretty familiar with how to get around, like, generally getting around. I would say Shibo's knowledge of the city is probably a little better than that. Okay. All right. Doesn't know, like, all the underground spots to go fucking hang out if he's looking to go clubbing, but, you right. know. Uh... So now you're you're on Pier 35. Um, do you think you're going to look for a place to kind of warm up, or are you one hundred percent okay? Let's start exploring Manhattan. Well, Pier 35 is um, it's like right next to the Manhattan Bridge. Yes. Freezing, he's going to start to he, he takes his jacket off. Okay. Right, it's soaking wet. Right, it's weighing him down. So he's he's gonna take his jacket off. He's disgruntled as he looks towards the water where his bike ended up, and it, his heart. I don't know if his heart is more broken by the fact that his bike is fucking submerged in the East River, or if he's about to suffer from hypothermia. Right. So I think as he peels his uh, his jacket off of him, he's freezing. It's January. Hopefully, if it's uh, it's a mild January evening um he's gonna make his way to uh like that like dumbo right like under the manhattan bridge okay um just in hopes that maybe there's some homeless encampment oh they're all over the place right so he's gonna attempt to get down there that way he can kind of get shielded from that cold fucking january city breeze you think it's snowing why not let's find out give me one d6 uh, the lower the number, the worse the weather. The lower, the worse. A four. All right. So I would say it's um, like it typically is uh, a constant but mellow breeze of nice 
beautiful, balmy mm-hmm. January air. Good. So it's probably like 35 to maybe about 35 yeah. degrees. And a breeze. Because down there, it's always fucking, it's just windy. Right. So that's we'll say, they don't call it the windy city for nothing. We'll say, exactly. Yeah. We'll say it's 32 degrees on the button. Good. All right. So um, he'll actually uh, he'll actually head there and and kind of get like a light jog on just to get his core temp up. Okay. And um, he'll he'll run. Obviously, I guess. Uh, Oh shit! Well, first he's got to make his way around the uh, from the FDR, so he'll cross over the FDR, and um, like it's at that point you're going underneath, and then you uh, you know he again he just makes his way down to okay. uh, the Manhattan Bridge. So as you approach the Manhattan Bridge, you see a large uh, like bonfire lit with some um, homeless looking people, uh, and as you approach, one of them takes notice of you. And approaches you, and uh, much like the guy in the airplane, it's a it's a troll, uh, very large. He's got one eye, and you notice that he walks with a limp. He's cute because he doesn't bother covering up his one eye. Like it was, looks like it was like stabbed out, maybe with uh, like a knife or a monofilament sword. And uh, he's walking with a very heavy limp, favoring the left side as he comes up to you. As he's walking up to me, I just kind of, I check myself to see what I have on me. Not in a, I'm going to try to make it not as obvious as possible. Like I'm holding my uh, my Like you're trying to like rub the water off of you and then checking to see if you got your sword, if you got your gun. Yeah, any weapons or, and obviously I'm just going to kind of run my hands along the jacket almost as though I'm wringing it out. But I wanted to make sure that the, uh, that the Nguyen and the SIM cards that I was given, if if I still have them. You do still have them. Okay. Uh, And that's pretty much it no weapons so I would think the only thing that I probably have on me as far as weapons go would be like my shot gloves yeah okay okay I help you just need to warm up just let me warm up look cold just need the fire got money got my shoes oh god shoes are wet my shoes is dry. They'll dry out by the fire. Just let me get the fire. Give me uh Give me negotiation. Which I'm sure you don't have that selected. I do have a negotiation. No kidding. It's going to be negotiation plus charisma. You assuming bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. Oh, and technically a, a glitch is if you have half or more than half of ones. Half. Yeah, like half I'm or more. Fucking glitched out, son. If you ain't got 10 new yen, no, 20 new yen, no fire for you. All right. I guess at this point it's probably a good idea to find out how many new yen I left that plane with. Now, how does this work? It's on like a like. How do you transfer? Uh, there's like a cred stick and uh, and how homeless fucking scales in, have right, cred in the, sticks in the pit. Uh, so this is the equivalent of like their benefit card, but I can like 
I could transfer it to him. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I just want to. Yeah. You know. Keep it real. For the, right. For the listener. Yeah. Keep it. Keep it one hundred. One hundred. <laughs> keep it reals. Uh, are you going to give him his twenty? Yeah. Yeah. I'll give him okay. uh, twenty man. Unless they fucked me on the plane and gave me a fucking empty. No. 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 <laughs> you paid for the flight and the Good. the accoutrements. Okay. Oh, thanks. Watu is my name. Come. Thank you. Thank you. I don't tell my name. I just walk over to the fire. Uh, there's a couple other bums over there, and Watu uh, kind of like motions for you to stand in front of the fire, and then he goes over to another group of bums, and they start throwing dice. Okay. Leaving you alone. All right. Yeah, I'm just going to huddle up by the fire. I just take my... Uh, you know, I strip down, not naked, like down to my fucking skivvies, and uh, I just lay my shit out around the fire, and... You know, I just sit as close as I can to, yeah. you know, where I can handle the heat. And with my jacket in front of me, considering that has my, my sins in the... Uh, yeah. Luckily, you blend in quite well. <laughs> as a Japanese fucking youngster. Oh, well, yeah. It's New York City. You know, there's Japanese people there. But now you're sitting in front of a fire in your underwear. Like, you fit right in. They'll be like, look at this crazy <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, would you spend the night there, you think? Uh, he's going to stay there as long as it takes for his clothes to dry out under the current temperature circumstances and for like him to feel like his core is uh, like I'm not fucking frozen. Right. All right. So I would say you spend three hours. Okay. Uh, kind of drying everything out, warming yourself up and getting back to where uh, you feel comfortable traversing the city. And I would say that brings us to about 9 or 10 p.m. All right. On January 1st. He'll stand up and, and gather his, uh, his belongings. He'll get dressed and start to head out. He's going to head to his uncle's. All right. And we, you feel comfortable that you know uh, which way you're going? Yeah. All I right. feel like you're about to throw me some curveball. No. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, so I would say it takes you probably about an hour to make your way up to Orchard Street. And uh, you reach the building that he's apparently in. And you look at the little buzzing bells. And you see number one has Tokugawa Yamazaki. So walking up to the building, I just kind of look over my shoulder. I was probably still concerned about the fact that I was on a fucking plane that NYPD and drones were trying to shoot out of the sky. I would think they're they're looking for whatever cargo was pushed off of that plane. So when I'm certain as certain as I can be that I'm not being followed or All right, um, give me a perception. And uh, we'll give you minus two dice. I'm sorry, what do we say perception was again? Intuition? Yep. Good. One die. Not very perceptive. <laughs> I did pass though. Okay. Uh, well, you didn't meet the threshold, so. Uh, from what you can see, uh, everything looks just fine. Uh, right. This part of the city is still kind of run down. Um, it's got not like an outlaw. Like, it's not like uh, danger at every corner, but it's dangerous. Right. Especially at night. Um, and the fact that you weren't mugged is attributed solely to the fact uh, that I rolled well. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. So, wow, good, good. So, this is almost like it's not as bad as it was in the 80s. 
Correct. Where crime like spiked through the fucking roof. So this is like coming at like the 90s. late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I try the door handle before ringing the bell. Uh, it's locked. Is it like one of those shitty apartment doors that I can like try to fucking jimmy it open to get in? Um, Looking at the door, you can see it's mag locked. Okay. But you uh, have to pull it open. So if you want to give me uh, strength plus body. Wow, 11 dice. I have one fucking success. Oof. Uh, no, you're not able to pull it open. Still a little too cold. <laughs> Still trying to work out the kinks. All right, so uh, so again, he looks over his shoulder and kind of stands up against where the uh, where the bells are for the apartments and just tries to cover up and, and pushes the bell for his uncle. Okay. Who's there? Does it sound like my uncle? Yeah. Uncle, it's Shibo. And you just hear the buzzing of the door. All right, I pull the door open. And uh, the first apartment is luckily on the first floor. Oh. One of the rare apartments that are on the first floor. Ah, <laughs> uh, good. <laughs> uh, as you uh, come to the door, you see the door is kind of popped ajar. Uh, again, almost in like a state of paranoia, just kind of scurries down the hall, looks over his shoulder back at the uh, the door that he came into, and then slips into the apartment door. Okay. The apartment is... The first thing you notice about the apartment is it does not smell very good at all. It smells a little bit like a mix of like body odor, um, human waste, and old garbage food. You notice that the door... Uh, as you, I'm assuming you close it behind you when you walk in. Yes. Above, like the left f- top corner of the door frame, is like a wiring that goes up and over and into a back room somewhere. And as you look around the room, everything seems to have wires coming out of it, all leading to one central back room location. All right, he'll make his way. To, he obviously doesn't see his uncle, so he heads towards that uh, yep. towards that room. Uh, as you walk, you see um, almost like. Uh, like plastic um, pails filled with urine, uh, some filled with shit, old food on the countertop, kind of rotted away. And uh, let me ask you this. Yes. Obviously, he's been here before. Yes. Is this, has this always been his lifestyle? Okay, so this is something recent that, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, How long would you say it's been since you've seen your uncle? We'll say five years. Okay. Yeah. So the last time you were here five years ago, it was not like this. As a matter of fact, you remember your uncle being kind of a strong dude. Um, not like uh, like a bodybuilder, but like barrel chested, right. you know, like uh, very stout. Uh, when you enter this back room, which you remember from your last visit is actually his bedroom. You see him laying in a bed. He has no legs and one arm. And you see all these wires converge onto one computer where it seems like he controls everything in his apartment. And when he sees you, he kind of like uses his one arm and puts it on like the frame of the bed and kind of shimmies his way up to get a look at you. And he has aged from your perception much more than just five years. This has been a pretty rough five years. He, uh, as you walk in, he greets you. He takes his glasses and puts them on his, on his face. Uh, Gaijin. Come, let me see you. I, he stands in the doorway with like this look of just horror on his face. And 
like slowly starts to make his way over to the bed as he looks around and obviously by now he understands what's in the pails. Uh, Uncle, what happened? What's wrong? No. The Yakuza weren't satisfied with just your father, it appears. They wanted to take care of all of us. Oof. Oh, God. We're back. I think every single time we come out of the Shadowrun campaign, that's how I'm going to introduce us. Okay. Uh, so the campaign starts off on January 1st. and 2074. 2074, which is a Monday. I have it marked on my calendar. Uh, we picked January by way of dice. So we decided yes. before we started recording, we probably should have done it on the session, to be fair, but whatever. Uh, before yeah, we started whatever. recording, I had you roll 1d12. And I we knew one. going into it that you were going to end up in the water. So we were kind of hoping for like a five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes. Maybe even 10. As a matter of fact, I think before I rolled, the words out of my mouth were, please don't give me a one, two, 11, or 12. And I get a one. Like the worst fucking month that you could probably end up in a body of water in the um, New England area. Yeah. You know, because it's fucking cold. Yes. If if we have listeners out there that are not from like the New York City area, dude, January's here are fucking brutal. And especially when you can't figure out if you're falling into the Hudson or the East River. It's it's very windy, very chilly on both rivers. It doesn't matter. Just to be clear, it doesn't yeah. make a difference. It's going to be cold either way. Are you done? Can, can we just point out for the listener, though, that Manhattan is an island? Yes. Because some people might not know, Manhattan is an island, and to the west is the Hudson. The east is the East River. What's to the south? There is nothing to the south. It doesn't exist. <laughs> That's where the wall is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. The fourth wall. Well, we break the fourth wall. That's what I say. I think we should. All right. Great campaign. It yeah, was going to be a lot of fun. It was fun. Uh, <clears throat> I can only imagine how many sessions we're going to go through. To re- just simply recover your motorcycle. Because <laughs> it, it seems like it's going to take quite a while. It, it might take a little bit. But, uh, see, I don't want to say anything because I don't know how far into the first session we got. Did we get to the mechanic shop, do you think? Maybe. All right, so let, let yeah. me not say anything. But if we have or we have not, when we do, you're going do to not. be... Or do not. Whatever, whichever way. You will be introduced to one of the greatest NPCs oh, thank in, you. in a Brian campaign ever. All right, so to uh, to your hot physical therapist. Yeah, I married her. That's to that's cute. To uh, Mister Squatch. If if seriously, if this works out for you, I I might get some. I think I'm gonna go off of your recommendation. Would you like me to give you one of my bars? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I want you to to use them and then let me know. Report back. Maybe next week we'll do an update on the Mr. Squatch. Okay. okay. Uh, two, an aluminum. Uh. Wow, drinking. Yep, eight with five. I can't believe you fucking put your dice away. I would give you mine, but just the fact that you put them back in the bag. Congratulations, by the way, to Joe Elder and James Hebert. All right, Brian might not like your names. I love your names. I just think you're two cunts. Go ahead. Got four. Yeah. <sighs> 
two aluminum foundries. The fuck does that even mean? Aluminum foundries? What are they making with that? Reynolds tinfoil. Oh, well, then I support I support their effort. Just keep dropping. Two Brian dropping shit on the floor constantly this episode. Two dice. And pipes. Motherfucker.